0: Alrighty, we are good to go. We're still good, still working?
1: Yep, I hear you.
0: Excellent. I can hear you loud and clear as well. It's fabulous. (laughs) Okay, so everyone, we, um, well, I'm currently in Melbourne. Uh, My lovely guest is pretty much on the other side of the globe uh, tuning in. Please welcome, now I'm going to have a crack
1: at this, Sky Monch. Oh, very good! Yeah, Sky Monch. Yeah, Monch. Said it about right. Yeah, yeah, right. How how many times does your
0: name get mispronounced?
1: Um, nine times out of ten, I would <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, but I I know what they're trying to say, and you know, I just answer.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, your uh, maiden name was a lot easier to say. I must admit.
1: I I hundred percent agree, and had I known the heartache and um. <laughs> The difficulty of Monch, I maybe would have kept it, but it's too late. No going back now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you could just change it uh, for the ease of use for all of the media out there, because <laughs> look, I've got a feeling that your name is going to be uh, up in lights and on uh, many different media platforms for many years to come. So if you could change that, that'd be really handy.
1: Okay, I, I'll talk to my husband. Maybe we'll do a joint change together. He's probably <laughs> yeah. sick of it too. He's had a lot longer of, you know, the botched last <laughs> name.
0: so true there's places in europe where it's more traditional for the man to take the woman's last name
1: yeah it's that's really cool i mean it's an interesting concept to think about like yeah i mean i guess it goes back to traditions and you know how gender roles and everything has evolved so much like yeah why yeah why can't he take my last name yeah or you know i just stay me and i mean obviously i could have kept my maiden name and actually matt said and that's my husband he's like if you want to keep your maiden name that's cool just yeah because I took like three or four months to actually change it yeah right because I, I was like a totally established businesswoman with my former last name so you know it was my identity
0: yeah um, absolutely
1: but yeah I decided I decided to change it and I've paid for it since <laughs> <laughs> oh man well so
0: just I mean myself I um got married Oh God, five, nearly six years ago, something like that.
1: Okay, he, he won't yeah. remember
0: either, so it's not like I'm offending him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I decided not to change my name be- for a similar kind of reason that um, I have a bit of a, you know, personality in the in the world yeah. of triathlon. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, his last name's Irwin, which Steph Irwin. It's just too close to Steve Irwin. You know,
1: yeah, the, the crocodile hunter.
0: <laughs> that's it. It was just too close. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I mean, he didn't. He didn't care, and he he's not offended that I'm not a Steph Irwin. Maybe one day, who knows? But yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Whatever.
0: You can do whatever
1: you want. <laughs> yeah,
0: we can. It's true. Um, okay, so moving right along, we're going to dive straight into it um, because you actually alluded to the fact that you um, your your profession you. Do you say used to be an accountant because yeah? You, well, yeah,
1: yeah. So my education is in accounting and tax accounting. I have a master's degree in tax accounting, and then I have a CPA license, which is similar to being like a chartered accountant in Australia. Yep. Um. So I and I I still have that license. I keep it current because I worked really hard to get that, and I would hate to have to work that hard again <laughs> to yeah, get of course. the license again. So, yeah, I worked in public accounting doing business tax compliance um, for, you know, large companies. Yeah. And I did that for about five years after graduating um, from university. And then, yeah, I just got a little bored with that. And I always thought I could be a good, I mean, I was a good athlete, but I thought I could be a great triathlete and straight up thought I'd be a great professional triathlete. So that's uh that's how triathlon started I just kind of got bored one day and (laughs) told my boss I wanted to go part-time and pursue triathlon so I was on yeah
0: but you were were we at Ernst & Young is is that right
1: I was yep yep one of the big four
0: yeah exactly they're kind of a big deal so how does how how does that conversation go And you're like Uh, oh gotta go have a little bit of a swim bike and run
1: Yeah, well, it's crazy, because I wanted that job so badly. And it was a very competitive position, because the offices in Salt Lake are actually quite small, but they're in high demand. Yeah. Um, I mean, Salt Lake's a good sized city, but it's not New York City. Um, So anyway, it's in people like to live here. It's in high demand. um, And you know, I was in a very competitive accounting program. And so I'm competing with really, really smart people. Not that I wasn't smart, but I was like yeah. working two jobs all through school. And I just, I, I, I know how to work really hard, but you know, sometimes those multiple choice tests were hard. So <laughs> I didn't have like, <laughs> I didn't have straight A's, like perfect grades. So anyway, yeah, right. I got the job. So like, it meant so much to me to have that job. And yeah. But then, you know, whatever changed, the charm went away. Or it was really just that I just didn't feel challenged anymore. Like, yeah, right. Taxes are hard and they're confusing, but I just needed a different kind of challenge. So, yeah. And my boss could tell that. My boss was really great and supportive. And I mean, it it was no secret that I was the girl who rolled into the office later than everyone else because I was working out all morning. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I ran like every morning, it was my sanity. Yeah. Um. So I was totally into swimming, biking, and running. It's not like I just decided to pick up this completely foreign sport. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) I already knew I was good at running. I already knew I was a strong cyclist. Like, it's all mountains here. So I, I'm. I knew I was really strong on the bike. But, um. Anyway, yeah. I just uh, got the courage up to get up from my desk. I was super nervous. Yeah. But I realized I had to do this. Like, no one was going to do it for me. So I got up from my desk. And just walked into my boss's office and he looked at me and he's like, you're not quitting on me, are you? Like he knew, he just knew like something. <laughs> it's like from the it's movies. Like, I know. He's like, you're not quitting on me, are you? And I said, not quite. Because um, I wasn't, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm I only half quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was heading that direction. But <laughs> yeah, and I just explained to him, I'm like, you know, I'm not, haven't been super happy. And I feel like I need a new challenge. And he's like, yeah, I can tell you haven't been like your normal I mean, I'm quite a happy, laughing, giggly girl. Um, (laughs) So, and I wasn't that anymore. I kind of lost that spark, I guess. And um, yeah, and I explained, I always, I just have this burning feeling inside of me that I can be a good professional triathlete, but I need to commit a lot of time and money to this. And, you know. Working at Ernst & Young is no small task. It's, you know, notorious. You work a ton of hours, especially during busy season. And I just knew it wasn't going to work to try and do both if I really, really wanted to excel in triathlon, which I did because I don't do anything unless I can be really, really good at it. Like, I want to be the best. So (laughs) I don't just half-ass things, you know? Like, it's full on. So, yeah, yeah even though I did go half part-time at work, but that was just kind of the stepping stone. Like I still needed income. I still yeah. needed health insurance. I wasn't married at the time. Um, yeah, right. I needed to support myself still. Yeah. So that, that was just kind of the stepping stone and you know, it's a calculated risk. And I did the part-time thing for just under a year. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, it was still stressful. I would still have these random like 12 hour work days that just get like thrown on you and you just have to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are stressful when I, when I'm like, Oh, I want to be running right now, but I have to sit on the phone with the client for 12 hours, <laughs> you know, anyway, <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. So that's how that went.
0: <laughs> so you touched on something that, um, I guess I haven't given it enough thought in the past, but y- you said that you were single when you first did it. Well, you weren't yeah. married. Um, wasn't married, yeah. but yeah, so that's something. Um, I guess that's a massive factor. It's it's a big call to to leave your job and and put all your eggs into the triathlon basket. But if if you yeah. don't, it's very hard to improve and be the best that you can be. Um, exactly. So doing that as a single person, I guess, um, and not having a support of a partner would potentially make that decision a lot harder. Unless you've got, you know, uh, really rich parents.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't, and my, like, I've been on my own paying for almost everything since I was out of high school. So, yeah, right. um, I mean, and my parents aren't, you know, they're just normal people, but they're not handing me money to do whatever I want, you know? So yeah, I mean, I had been working and had a great job and, you know, I graduated from university with no student debt because I worked really hard through all that. So wow. I, as, as an individual I was in a very good financial person or financial position for just you yeah. know being, I think I was like 25 or 26, 26 maybe when I did this. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I I had the freedom because I was like totally debt-free. I had the freedom. Yeah. Um, and I did have some good savings at the time, but I would have blown through that and, you know, how expensive triathlon is. So it's like, oh, I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't willing to quit and be like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to live off my savings for a couple of years. Like, no, yep. I wanted to keep that savings. <laughs> yep. So anyway, um, and I knew how expensive Trathon would be. So yeah, I mean, I definitely had to be very calculated with yeah. the financial aspect because I don't, I don't know how people do it that don't have
0: mm. a supportive
1: partner or don't have rich parents. Like you said, like, yeah. Or you have to work a part-time job because it is so expensive and getting sponsors is so hard yeah. and being world-class is very hard. And yeah. like, unless you have, it's like, unless you just know someone who really, really wants to help you out or you have 50,000 Instagram followers or <laughs> you are winning every race, it's like, you're kind of out of luck. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even still for me, having now, some really great results it's like man I'm I still do I still have a side hustle stuff like I still oh, side yeah? hustle and tax work yeah totally because it's so expensive to do triathlon and yeah um you don't I mean look what happened to me you you get injured and you can't race then like how are you um how are you gonna buy the next thing you need or <laughs> I don't yeah. know
0: yeah I, definitely. I, and,
1: I, and I'm just a I'm into uh, personal finance and budgeting and being responsible. So yeah, I still side hustle.
0: Yeah right. But, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, so th- we've got so many things to talk about. And again, you I just you, d- <laughs> you alluded to the uh, to the accident that you had, which we had yes. we're definitely going to talk about that. But before we move on yes. from the accounting thing, I actually okay. you would have seen on Instagram. I think you shared it as well. I sort of put the question out there. You know. Let us know if you've got any questions for Sky today on oh, the yeah, um, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the first two questions yeah. that came in were about accounting. <laughs> oh no! <nice. laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you just um, so the first one was, and this is something I wanted to ask as well. Um, yeah. Rob wanted to know that as an accountant, I assume that you you know you have some some form of a passion for numbers. Does that does yeah. that cross over into your training and race data? You do you froth on those kind of numbers?
1: Okay. Oh, that's a really good question because, um, like, so my coach is Cameron Watt and we don't hyper-focus on numbers. Like he never gives me a workout and says, you need to hit this many Watts or, um, you know, like it, it is numbers focused. Obviously we, we have time cycles in the swim and we have, you know, maybe some paces on the track, but, um, you know, we're not, we're not hyper-focusing on heart rate or Watts and, even on some runs hard runs it's like it's effort based it's so effort based so do i froth over the numbers um yes after the workout like i don't uh, froth while <laughs> does that make sense like i'm not yep. obsessing i'm i don't even have watts on my computer screen when i train or race like i have no idea what i'm pushing yep. um but i love to look after the fact yeah okay and same with the run like I know what a fast pace is and isn't, but I try not to focus and just go by effort. Yep. and um, then yeah, I like to froth after, and if it's good, then I froth real hard. So <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> no, I like that. I think I think a lot of people or a lot of professionals, I should say, are similar. Um, yeah, they like to have the data to back uh, what, what you feel, I guess, or what you felt in the session. Um, okay. So the next, um, accounting question is (laughs) what tips do you have for avoiding paying tax? Should I have an offshore account?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I am no expert in offshore accounting, but I can tell you that if you, um, Set yourself up as a business and a professional triathlete, then you won't pay much tax because there's so many expenses. So that's my tip. Uh, go pro and, um, yeah, travel a lot. Um, Brilliant. Spend a lot of money on the sport. So
0: yeah. All, all uh, in the aim not to pay tax. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm doing this, you know? Totally. (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay, and that last question, which actually doesn't have anything to do uh, with accounting, but just popped up in my feed that made me laugh. Brendan would would like to know, is the real success from the last year attributed to the introduction of Vegemite?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, The introduction of Vegemite, that is a generous um, wording of... (laughs) <laughs> that because i have tried vegemite twice and the first yeah. time sarah crowley um the really this was the first summer i knew her she's like oh you gotta try this i'd never even heard of that crap and <laughs> like what what's your mouth uh, sorry <laughs> that wonderful um Brown sludge. that you guys have over there no i mean i uh, i love food i mean that's who doesn't but yeah. i'm like yeah i'll try it and then i tried it and i'm like no that's not going to be something i'm ever gonna like and yeah, then but how did you try it well i tried it on a rice cake but then a year <laughs> later i tried it again with sarah and she put it on like toast and avocado and it still was just like no um no i'm good like <laughs> So I I wish I could say that Vegemite has had a bigger impact on my training, but I don't think those two bites that I barely swallowed um, have done much for me. So, but hey, you know what? I'm happy for anyone who likes that. I'm so happy for them. but um, not for me.
0: <laughs> not, not your thing. You're not the only. <laughs> yeah, i I tried twice. Yeah, I appreciate that you tried a couple of times. And I, yeah. I do actually appreciate that it, it is a, it's weird. It's very, very weird. I think it's just we like it because we grew up with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure if I grew up with it, and honestly, if it was, like, something I had to like, I could probably learn to like it. Like, if it was the only thing I had to eat, I'd probably like it. But, yeah, right. um, Yeah, I don't have to. And and living in the United States, it's not like it's readily available. But the funny thing yeah. is, both times I've tried it have been in the U.S. When Sarah's been here, oh like, right, she always yeah she always brings some over or finds it from yeah. some random shop here that sells um, goods from all over the world. So yeah. yeah,
0: too funny. So you and um you and Sarah have become quite good friends and and training buddies. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, we're definitely good friends. I mean, the training it totally depends. Like I actually. I trained with her a ton in the winter in Australia. Um, But then (laughs) like we, our training just didn't really line up after that because, you know, I raced an Ironman one weekend, she raced an Ironman the next weekend. And then, you know, it it just, we, we did a few things here when she was in uh, Park City over the summer. But yeah, we definitely didn't train as much as we have in years past this year. Um, Not for any reason other than that. It just was like, both of us just had our heads down and we're working hard. And yep. yeah, yeah, I, I was looking forward to spending some time with her in Kona, but um, I didn't make it. So yep. yeah, but yeah, we're good. Sarah's a really great friend, and she's really helped me. Um, I mean, she was being coached by Cam, and now I'm coached by Cam, and yeah. she kind of led that introduction, you know. So
0: yeah, it's cool. yeah. it's nice to, um, from an outsider's point of view, to see. I don't want to say she's taking you under her wing at any stage because I don't want that to sound patronising. But she she speaks, yeah, yeah. she speaks very fondly of you, and she's I I've sort of got to know you just watching your career through her. She's been saying to me yeah. for the last couple of years, keep an eye out on Sky, watch watch her, watch her, watch her. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really nice to see. It to me it almost looks like a little bit of a mentoring type of friendship type of thing. Um, yeah, but again, I don't want that to sound, you know what I mean? Like I don't want it to sound a bit naff, oh, but it, no, no. Yeah. It, I mean,
1: we're both, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, we're both our own independent women, but also like Sarah's an example to me and Sarah's just kind of been, you know, a year or two ahead of me in this process, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, yeah, she, she had some really big success and then, you know, I've kind of, I mean, I haven't reached her level of success yet, but you know, like I, I watched Sarah and it's like, Oh, this is what's possible. And, yeah. um, yeah. you know, knowing that we have the same coach and, you know, we're doing the same kind of training, you know, like it, it's, it's yeah. going to, yeah. yeah. And we just have similar attitudes towards it. It's like no drama, no fuss. It's yeah. like do the training and don't, don't obsess if the session doesn't go how you wanted it to just like get it done. Just yeah. get it done. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So.
0: And you've both, yeah. You both have I mean, similar pathways into the sport as well. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of finance. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, we we have the accounting and the numbers, and I guess that with that comes like attention to detail. You know. Totally. So um, that that definitely carries over. When you asked me that question earlier, like the attention to detail, I think is really helpful in the sport, um, especially maybe not necessarily like attention to detail with training, but I feel like when with the traveling aspect of the sport and the racing and having to just have everything, your gear, everything. Like when we, Sarah leaves her home longer than I do. She'll go for like four months at a time. I swear. Yeah. And I go, I'll go for like two months, but you just have to have everything together. Like you have to say, okay, I'm packing for two months of training and there's going to be two Ironmans in that, like that's a lot. So anyway, (laughs) there's a little tangent, but yeah, (laughs) we, but, but we share that, um, maybe that passion for being prepared and, you know, having everything ready to go. Yeah. And
0: well, the other thing as well is, I, I assume your husband doesn't travel with you when you're away for a few months.
1: No, he doesn't. Um, the first so the first year I went to Australia and Switzerland, which was 2017. Yeah. Um, You know, those were both like two month long trips. So he came out in the middle for like 10 days, but he doesn't do triathlon and he's not really into like just sitting and watching me train. And I mean, <laughs> he has a job. Like yeah. he he works. Um, So yeah, last year my trips were a little shorter and we just decided like, uh, oh, screw it. Like it's not worth it for you to come over and just be bored or yeah not not that it's like totally boring but he you know and then we have a dog at home so yeah Yeah. he doesn't come this year we'll see what or this year 2020 we'll see what happens with travel and everything but he might um he might come more because his job's now a little more flexible but yeah we'll see we just kind of take it as it comes and yeah if it works for him to come he comes but if not we stay apart and it's it's kind of nice like I don't know how long you. I mean, you travel, so you are yeah. away from your husband, and sometimes it's nice to talk over the phone. Like you have to talk, and yeah, yeah, when you are living with, when you are living with each other, like not that we ignore each other, but you don't necessarily have to intentionally sit and have a conversation. You know, that's so, a really know.
0: interesting way of looking at it. Because yeah, when you are at yeah. home, it's just you just uh, go about your day as per, yeah. per usual. Ah, yeah, I haven't thought about it like that. It's true.
1: Yeah, I mean there's some there's some pros to being apart. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, you'd love to be together every day, but if we're both working towards our goals and supporting each other, then
0: yeah, it's kind of
1: nice like you look forward, you know, we'll spend like an hour or maybe more on the phone or something and it's like, yeah, we we're definitely like undivided attention, yeah, you know, or whatever. But at home, some days you don't even get that. So Yeah, t- totally <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. one.
0: Nice little silver lining. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now the audio just then was just starting to make a bit of a funny noise. Were you moving around a little bit in the last couple of minutes?
1: Um. Yeah, maybe my yeah my collar might have hit that. Oh, so are you sitting in your car? No, I'm sitting at my table. Oh, your cord? Did you say? Yeah, the cord on my because I'm wearing a headset. Maybe that. Maybe that got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. I'll
1: I'll hold it. I'll hold it.
0: Yeah, that's heaps better. Yeah, I can even – I can hear the difference. Sweet. Excuse me. So I'll edit – oh, maybe I won't edit that bit. I kind of like it when there's bloopers and stuff in the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, why not?
0: If it's only a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, like I've said to you and like all of our uh, listeners know, we try not to talk too much about triathlon, but obviously we have to touch on it a little bit. Um, And I I do want to start with – and we will get to the crash, but I want to. Hey. I want to. I want to start with something a lot more positive, which is your pre, like last twelve months, eighteen months, I guess, yes. even has been yes. such an amazing trajectory um, in terms of results. But results are big races, um, and mm-hmm. and I assume that Ironman Frankfurt, uh, you know, the European Championships, the win there uh, was mm-hmm. more than likely a highlight for you.
1: It was definitely a highlight. I mean. Frankfurt, I mean, I won one of the biggest races in triathlon. Like, how can that not be a highlight? Yeah. But um, even more so sometimes just accomplishing things that, I mean, winning a race a few years ago did feel impossible to me. But, yeah, right. But um, even sometimes, like, I had my fastest run in September at Santa Cruz and I ran 121. And, like, yeah. that felt at a, at a half Ironman. Yeah. and that felt <laughs> awesome.
0: thanks for clarifying so
1: like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like winning yes that's big um definitely a highlight but there's a lot of other things and a, like um i don't know milestones but maybe things that i accomplished that in my head i knew i was capable of but i just hadn't been able to produce the performance yet so that's that's almost as much a highlight for me. Like, don't get me wrong though. Frankfurt was huge and surreal, completely surreal. Like yeah. if you would have asked me that morning, if I thought I'd win the race, I probably would have thought, well, I'm going to go for it, but probably not. Like, <laughs> I <which laughs> that sounds terrible. Like you should always go for it, but you know, like there were some seriously fast women on that start line. So totally. I, I mean, I, I don't ever count myself out, but I'm not, I don't, I don't set expectations because you know, yeah, I mean, I just expect myself to give my best and whatever that means on that day. So, and well, the other
0: thing as well is, uh, I'm sure there was a bit a lot of shock and or mid race or no, sorry, towards the very end of the race as yeah. well when you didn't even know yeah. that you were leading.
1: No, I mean, that was that was totally insane. I mean, that I think that's the thing with Frankfurt. Like, I didn't even have time to absorb the fact that I was winning this massive race because yeah. I found out – I was totally settled into second place. Um, everything looked like – every everyone looked pretty settled in. First looked settled in. Third looked settled in. Yeah. And, of course, I was still like, no, I mean, you can never give up because, hey, anything's possible like we yeah. witnessed. But, um, yeah, I mean, 1K or 900 meters or something from the finish line, I all of a sudden the lead cyclist starts riding with me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I do a double take and then he says to me, he's like, Sky, you're in the lead now. Um, enjoy this moment. This is your race. And I was, I said, are you serious? Like, that's, I just, Yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, Sarah's not going to make it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And of course, I mean, not that I wouldn't say that, oh, I'm not surprised, but I knew what happened at Cannes with Sarah. So I'm like, oh, it must've been similar because it was so hot that day. Like, yeah yeah I was worried about the heat it, my husband the night before he's like sky just be careful like I don't want you to hurt yourself in the heat like <laughs> he was nervous about it so anyway um yeah it was a crazy totally crazy experience and um I, I mean I just played my cards right and yeah. that uh, I won Frankfurt which is Massive. I mean, it was my first win, my first professional win, yep. and it was a huge win. And then it got me my ticket to Kona as well. So yeah, lots of um, lots of boxes checked there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, obviously uh, head down, focused on on Kona for 2019 yeah. for this year. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, during a training ride, you were in an accident so yes yeah i mean pretty horrific accident in that there's a lot that you can't remember i remember reading through your instagram post and even the um the ride to the hospital you don't remember yeah. you're going in and out of uh consciousness and and whatnot can, mm-hmm. the bits that you can remember can you fill us in on on what actually happened
1: yeah I mean, so you pretty much nailed it. I don't remember what happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said this in I, I said this before but I'm glad I don't remember because I don't like yeah I, I don't know if you've crashed a bike before I this was my first time crashing on my bike but I've always been afraid of experiencing a crash because it looks super painful and I didn't want to be laying on the cement like crying screaming with broken bones bleeding everywhere but and maybe I was but I don't know I don't remember it so yeah right um anyway yeah I mean I hardly remember even riding my bike up the canyon I was riding up in Mill Creek Canyon here in Salt Lake yeah uh with my training partner else a fellow hills district uh squad member um who went to Kona yeah and yeah she started descending before me and then you know I I put on some arm warmers and started descending and it wasn't I think it was like a K into the descent and I just, I crashed somehow and I don't know what happened. I don't have any memory of anything like no memory. I remember, tr- I remember starting the descent, but I don't even like, it's so weird because I've never experienced this before, but I just have no memory of anything. Yeah. Um. And the, the, the two things, I guess the two kind of brief memories I have before I got to the hospital, um, this wonderful man named Mark picked me up off the side of the road and he said I w- had sat up. So he knew like, okay, probably not paralyzed. Um, mm. And up this Canyon, I mean, I was at the very top and there's no cell phone service. Cause we're like in Ugh. this crack of a mountain, you know, like, yeah. So he's like, okay, I either leave her here and drive 20 minutes and, Get an ambulance, and then the ambulance has to drive up 20 minutes, or I take her to the hospital and get her there as quickly as possible.
0: What, what a ph- so, phenomenal amount of uh, different ideas going through his head at know, that time! I Imagine know, being having to make that decision.
1: I know, yeah. I know. I'm, s- I mean, what an angel! Like, yeah, I'm so grateful that he's the one who found me, and um, not that I had any say in it, of course, but like, yeah. wow, what what timing for him to be there. He had just finished hiking and yeah. So I had sat up and he said, I, I was kind of trying to wave my arm um, and he got to me and I asked him, I said, where am I? And so he said, okay, she hit her head hard. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't remember any of this, but yeah. he, he came over and, you know, told me his side of the story. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Assess the situation loaded me into his truck and we drove down and I guess I just kept asking him if this was real life because wow. I, um, I didn't want it to be real life, that's for sure, because I knew I had Kona in two and a half weeks. So he said literally 40 times, I probably asked him, is this real life? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then I had, one of my memories is coming to terms with that. Like I have a memory of seeing him looking at me and saying, yes, guy, this is real life. You crashed your bike but you're going to be okay. I'm taking you to the hospital. And and then I have memory of seeing like sunlight coming through the trees because there's just trees everywhere up this canyon. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of it. Um, and then I have a very, very brief memory of seeing else my training partner on the side of the road because she stopped obviously and was like, oh no, where's sky? Yeah.
0: Um, she's at the bottom. I,
1: she's at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and usually I would catch her, by the bottom or before the bottom, because yep. I'm a skilled descender. I ride yep. these mountains all the time. For yep. 10 years, I've been riding them. Of course. Um, anyway, so I just have a brief memory of seeing her on the side of the road and we picked her up. And then fortunately, this is all really close to my house, too, like literally minutes from my house. Wow. we drove past my probably almost drove past my house to get to the hospital. The hospital's just down the street from me. So yeah. he drove me um, straight to the ER and then yeah, even the ER is really, really blurry. Um, I remember else called cam our coach and I just cried to him. I was like, cam, I'm in such good shape. And he said, yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> God. You don't, you don't have to worry about any of that now. You just have to get better. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I, I mean, I feel like it's taken me It took me weeks to, like, realize, oh, yeah, this is real. Like, I'm messed up, and I'm so injured, and I'm not going to Kona, and I have to rehab, and, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's so crazy how fast things change. So, yeah, I had to sit out Kona. Um, That was devastating, but I'm alive. I'm not paralyzed. I can get back to normal. I mean, there's so many um, positives that I just have to remind myself of, so –
0: Yeah. Do you remember that moment when you realized that this isn't about Kona? This, this is about me getting back to normal functionality in many, many different parts of my life, not just racing at the world championships. Do you remember that moment?
1: Um, I think probably, I think I got over, not got over it, but I think I came to terms with that pretty quickly. Right. Um, I sent out an email to some, you know, friends and supporters and then I posted on Instagram that I'd crashed. And then I think from that point, I mean, I just received this massive outpouring of love and support. And yeah. that I think that's when I was like, Okay, hey, I can't even I can't even worry about anything else. Like now my entire job is just to get better. One, just so I can function as a human being, never mind a world class triathlete. Like yeah. I couldn't I couldn't feed myself or take care of myself in almost any way for like two weeks. My husband did everything or someone else had to do it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't use my hands. I couldn't use my arms. Um, I could walk around, but that was pretty much it. Like, so I think when I realized how bad my injuries were too, then I was like, okay, cone is completely out of the picture. And, I'm not going to Kona next year unless I get better. So yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know that I can say yes this moment, but yeah. I think I came to terms pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: So um, what, what what were the major injuries? What, what have you been working on in terms of rehab since? Cause how long ago was that now? Two?
1: Yeah. Two months? It's been eight weeks. Eight weeks. Yeah. yeah two months. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I broke my collarbone. Um, that's healed. I shattered my olecranon, which is, the big bone, um, basically your elbow, but it's kind of like the big bottom bone that leads into your elbow on your forearm. What did you call it? Um, Olecranon. O-L-E. Yeah. Olecranon. And then the tricep connects to that bone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, (laughs) I, my muscles are completely dead, but they're coming back. Yeah. Um, and then I, busted my trapezium which is like the big thumb bone joint in um yeah joint I don't know if it's a joint or a a particular bone but it's in your thumb it's like the base where your thumb connects to your wrist yeah so I had to have surgery and I had to have metal placed in me for the thumb and the elbow and then you may have seen I had the metal pins taken out of my thumb recently yes so I'm now, my, my, my thumb's still super, super stiff. Like I can't even touch my thumb to my pinky on the same hand. Um, oh, wow. I'm obviously yeah, yeah. doing
0: that as we speak, which, and I'm, yeah, exactly. sure, that, I'm sure that all the listeners <laughs> are doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, try to touch your thumb to your pinky. I can't do that right now. I'm like a centimeter off, half inch off. So, yeah, right. Um, and there's, I mean, I can't, I don't have a lot of strength in that thumb, but I'm, so I'm rehabbing that right now. And then. I have a metal plate and seven screws in my elbow and the bone is healing, but it needs to just stay in there for a few months there. They are going to take it out so that I can get full, you know, functionality and be able to sit in arrow comfortably for five hours. Yep. So, um, I'm rehabbing that, but like, I can't straighten my elbow. I can't fully bend my elbow. So, um, and then even just rehabbing my muscles, like my muscles and tendons and ligaments, they're all just so tight and it's quite painful. Um, I'm I'm quite certain that getting my right arm back and getting my swim back is going to be one of the hardest things I've done in a very long time because one, it's painful. And two, it's just slow. Like, um, you know, you don't, you don't just try to bend your elbow for a week and then it comes back. I mean, we're like a month into this or something (laughs) where I'm trying to bend my elbow and I still can't get it all the way, but we're making improvements and, you know, the body's amazing and I know it'll get back. So, and if anyone can, I'm just doing what I can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And if anyone's up for a challenge, it's, it's you.
1: Yeah. I, and yeah, I like doing hard things and maybe (laughs) I wouldn't choose to do this, but, um, it's sure going to be satisfying when I'm lining up for a race again and, you know, mid bike, I'm thinking how hard, how bad my legs hurt. And I'll remember like, yeah, we'll remember how awful it was trying to bend your elbow. Like this is nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I, I'm really excited for all the uh, mental strength I'm gaining from this. I mean, I thought I was tough before, but this is Mm -hmm. actually, this is actually just (laughs) making me feel even more I guess
0: so look out sky 2.0 yeah yeah
1: Yeah, I know I know what real pain and frustration is now
0: yeah absolutely um you you said something that um I hadn't even thought about uh, prior prior to this conversation that you hadn't had a bike crash before yeah never yeah I mean and I haven't either I don't think I have no definitely nothing that's worthy of calling it an actual crash. Maybe just falling yeah. off, you know, falling off the bike at the yeah. after the traffic lights and I'm learning how to clip in, but that's yeah. weird.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you, so do you feel like that's going to make you a little bit more hesitant on the bike or more appreciative of being on the bike? Do you think it will change your your mental attitude to riding outdoors?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it will. I mean, it's yet to be determined. Yeah. Obviously because I haven't been riding outside. I've been riding mm. I've been able to ride inside, thank goodness. But um I do think it's going to make me I mean, I'm quite cautious and conservative anyway. Like right. I know my skill level and I know the risk. Yeah. So I'm I mean, anyone you ask who rides with me, they wouldn't say I'm just this reckless descender or rider. Like I'm very There's a reason I haven't crashed in 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So I do think it's going to make me a little more hesitant going out there. But yeah, definitely is going to make me, um, yeah, have a new appreciation for being outside. But also, like, because I'd never crashed before, I didn't know how bad it hurt. And I didn't, like, Hmm. until you've experienced something, it's hard to relate to. And I now... I feel terrible for any of my friends who have crashed that I didn't like go visit because it meant so much to have all these people just, you know, outpour all this love and support. And it really helped. I was in a lot of pain at first and mm-hmm. um, heartache and physical pain, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I think I'm grateful to now understand what it's like so that I can, you know, be a support to other people who have gone through it and and not that any two crashes are the same, but um, I'm pretty sure hitting pavement is painless or painful either way. So yeah, um, yeah, that's one aspect to all this that will change.
0: Yeah, for sure. yeah. Oh, you definitely, you'll definitely pay it forward in terms of that yeah. outpouring of love. And it was really, um, it was really obvious. Like you just had to follow a few of your Instagram posts. Um, just how much respect you've you've earned out there in the triathlon circuit, and just how many fans you've got. Like, there's really oh, a. You. Yeah, there's a really supportive crew out there for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah,
1: and I really felt that, and and that was really cool. I think I said this somewhere on social media, but I feel like, like I wouldn't have even received that much support and love and all just those, you know, warm fuzzies you get from all these people reaching out to you. Like yeah. I wouldn't have experienced that even if I had gone to Kona and been top 10 or something. Like I, I don't believe that because yeah. – um, like a cool a good result is cool and yeah you get a lot of um, attention and love and support from that but like I think something like a serious crash you know I had a concussion I had all these broken bones like that's more when it comes down to like okay what really matters is like the human totally. experience and the human spirit and like sh- like life is more important than Kona and triathlon and it's the fact that you know, I didn't die on the pavement that day. And now I'm, you know, people were just so kind. And yeah, I felt that. So,
0: yeah. Tough, tough lesson to learn, but certainly yeah. uh, an, an amazing lesson to learn as well. For yeah. Sure. Yeah.
1: And I, yeah, now I get to be a Kona rookie. Oh, my, my Ooh. Siri. But yeah. um, <laughs> Yeah. I get to be a Kona rookie. I feel like I get to be a Kona rookie two years in a row, even though yeah. I never actually went, but You know, I was gearing up for it mentally and now (laughs) I'll do it all again. So,
0: Well, yeah, yeah, I was trying to do something with you Um, in Kona. We will trying to do something (laughs) else about being the Kona lucky. Oh, I had
1: all this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, hey, let's do it next year. Okay,
0: we'll lock you in for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay, Okay, let's move on to more important things Um, like your dog.
1: Yes, I am an obsessed dog mom. What else do you want to know? (laughs) Uh,
0: What kind of breed is Winston?
1: Yeah, Winston is a Cavapoo. So he is a King Charles Cavalier and Mini Poodle Mix. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's he's a perfect combination. And it's so funny because... Well, okay, let me back up. I didn't even pick him out. My husband surprised me with him um, when he proposed. So I... Yeah, like this dog is... Very important. So, I had no idea this dog was going to be in my life. I had no say in picking him. My husband just b- like basically ordered him off the internet. <laughs> found a breeder, found a breeder somewhere else in the country, and um, he flew here to be with us. And yeah, anyone who comes to my house and meets Winston is like, "Oh my gosh, I want a Winnie." We call him Winnie for yeah. a nickname people just want a Winnie and I'm like, yeah, you should get one. He's perfect. He runs with me. Like he's great. Oh, so Really? How
0: long can he run for? He's only tiny.
1: Well, well, he is, he is small, but like he's got quite long legs and um, mm-hmm. for being a smaller breed and then like dogs are meant to run and I don't, don't get me wrong. He's not doing like long, hard runs, but yeah. he has done like a 10 mile trail run with me before. Oh, that we're, is we're just, awesome. You know, and we're just going easy though yeah so, um but yeah he's 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 good for it, so that's
0: so cool. I tell you what yeah. your husband may just be the smartest man in the world to, pro- <laughs> to propose with a dog you you're not saying no to a man with a puppy
1: oh, ex- well yeah exactly um genius and I think he knew that I think he knew that so <laughs> it worked and um yeah, I mean. Wow, it's a it's a good idea. The ring was on the dog's collar. Um, Stop it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I, well, it's funny because I saw I saw the dog, and I'm like, well, what's happening with the dog? Like, is this a rental dog? Because you know, people will, like <laughs> rent dogs for these things. Oh my god! He's like, he's like, no, uh, the dog's yours. Like, we're we're keeping the dog, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just – it was a lot to in because, like, a dog yeah. is a dream come true and then you're getting a proposal at the same time. And so a
0: dream, at, and, at what stage did he say, okay, it's not just about the dog, I'm actually proposing as well? Or was he already uh, down yeah, on so, one knee, like, ho- holding no, the dog so up was, like um, in uh, The Lion King? That's what I imagine. Well, I
1: was, yeah, well, I was kind of nervous because I could tell something was up. Like, I could tell something was up, but, um, but I just, just kind of – He was acting was a bit funny like, or – yeah. Yeah. And just the circumstances. Um, yeah, right. anyway, and, um, then, so the dog shows up and I saw the ring on the collar, but I just kind of ignored it. I was like, oh my gosh, this dog. And then Matt's <laughs> like, did you see what's on its collar? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so then I think that's when he got down. Um, or he, he took the collar off and the ring off and yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was just a lot to take in, but I said yes. And, um, you know, yeah. we got married dogs healthy dogs great and yeah it's been a successful (laughs) it was a successful proposal and marriage so far so oh
0: that's funny did you when you you know you ring parents and friends and let them know that you're engaged did you lead with the puppy or the ring
1: um well actually my parents were actually there because my mom well matt talked to my mom and my mom was hiding winston at her house and then she She's the one who dropped, like she brought him, um, she snuck him to where we were. So uh, they knew about it and they knew how obsessed I was with dogs already. Yeah. So I I don't, I do feel like the obsession was on the dog with them because I don't know. I mean, the dog's so cute. I mean, the wedding can wait, you know, like we've got this cute dog right here.
0: Totally. But
1: I do think the proposal, I mean, it was all just together. Oh, but yeah, I probably so at first was a little more excited about my dog <laughs> cuz he's so cute.
0: <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love a good dog story.
1: Oh, they're just the best. Like they, the best
0: humans for sure. Okay,
1: this is what this is what I need to ask you. I know you're interviewing me, but um so now you have a kid. You have Frankie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like do you love Frankie as much as your dog? <laughs> because oh I'm God. so happy I love my dog so much and he's so cute and I'm like I don't know if a human can compare (laughs) it is
0: such a good question and so many people have kind of asked me because I was pretty obsessed I still am with Henry the dog
1: yeah okay Um, great name
0: thank you I I love an old school like human name like a Winston or a Henry for an animal yeah yeah um and I didn't think that I could love anything much more than my dog because he you know I've had him before I even met Brett. So he's oh. the first the first man in my life.
1: Yeah, he's um, your part- he's your life partner. Totally.
0: Yeah. Um, but then I mean you have a kid and there's the whole you know sh- she grew inside me for 9 months. So yeah. it, like yeah. it's it, it's even hard to explain because there's even an unwritten kind of bond, weird connection that yeah. I can't even explain, um, but let's say that I love them equally as much. Okay,
1: <laughs> okay. I mean, I figured, I figured that would be the case for any yeah. reasonable human being who has a heart, and I figure <laughs> I will love my child when that time comes to have a human, but, um, yeah. yeah, for now I'm just going to be crazy about my dog, so. <laughs>
0: and, and rightly so, but I, I've got to say, though, I had no idea how much um I could love a small human cuz I mean yeah I've I've been a dog person you know dog obsessed forever and I actually had yeah. even been saying for a long time that we probably wouldn't be having kids and then mm. it kind of hit me that we did uh that we did want to have a, have a kid yeah um yeah. but it has completely thrown me because I didn't know that there was there was another level uh, again oh, yeah, on top was. of yeah so and yeah. I was I surprised everyone when I told them that I was pregnant. So yeah, yeah, no, no one really. My whole family asked me if it was an accident because they didn't believe me. Yeah,
1: they're like, "Are you sure you want this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, I can guarantee you, if and when the time comes that you would like to have a small human, I, yes. the the love will be very much strong, okay. uh, yeah. like your obsession with Winston for sure. Okay. <laughs> I can that is promise good you.
1: Hear. <laughs> I, trust, I trust you on this because so. <laughs> I know you're a dog mom as well.
0: So Oh, totally. And but do you know what actually I love the most is watching their little friendship. Oh, and oh, yes. my gosh, it is the coolest. Oh, that would
1: kill me. It is That's true. unreal. That would, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of obsession. And when she cries <laughs> and Henry, like, pricks his ears up and wants to oh. go. And, I couldn't get him out of her bedroom the other night. He slept in her bedroom the oh, entire night. Is-
1: so oh,
0: it's very cute oh
1: that's adorable see they're just the sweetest
0: yeah it's very very cool and i, I think it's great yeah. for kids to have dogs you know yeah. to grow up with so but anyway oh, back, back to you i want to i want to get back okay. to you um yeah okay. you're um but thank you for inquiring about me i appreciate yes. it yeah uh, yeah your your background's running which i believe your dad got you into
1: Is yeah. That right? yeah yeah so like my i have a older sister and she ran track so we're from Canada originally and she was like a very successful young sprinter um right where we were from and my dad coached a city track team and we do like this 5k every year called the moonlight run I remember um so yeah I kind of got into running and you know enjoyed it and I did a little I just kind of dabbled in track and cross country through Junior high and high school, and then um, I really, I really got into it when I was in college, which is like university. I know in yep. the U.S., college is everything. So yeah, um, yeah. So when I was in college, it was like my a huge therapy for me. Like it was just a major outlet for me. Um, I loved running. I just loved, you know. I I was working like I, I mentioned earlier. I was working like two jobs, and I was in school full time, and you know running was the one thing that I just really did for myself. And then I dabbled in triathlon in college. I actually borrowed a friend's bike to do my first little triathlon. So that's, that's when I got into triathlon, but I didn't have a bike and I was paying for everything. So then buying a bike was kind of like, well, I got to pay tuition. I'm not just going to go buy a bike right now. So, um, but, obviously, I knew how to ride a bike. I mean, I grew up riding bikes, and well, I interned at Ernst and Young, and then I was able to afford because I got paid real money during my internship. Mm-hmm. So I was able to afford to buy a bike. and so yeah, then I started riding in the mountains, and, um, yeah, but running is definitely like running, I've been doing my whole life. I've loved it. I ran a marathon when I was sixteen. I forget about that sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with my neighbor, we she's like, hey, you want to run a marathon with me? And I'm like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so wow. it, wasn't,
1: it wasn't fast or anything, but I mean, I've been addicted to dis- distance running since I was 15 years old, for sure.
0: So Yeah, right. So, yeah. so, so do you get your um, competitive spirit from your dad mainly, do you think?
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, my mom's a really smart lady and um, I don't know it's competitive nature is interesting too because I feel like there's competitiveness well okay because if we're playing like a card game then Uh yeah I get really competitive and I get really pissed off if I'm losing
0: okay so (laughs) this is going to be my line of questioning so this is interesting all right carry on okay yeah
1: yeah so like little things that don't matter I get really I can get really competitive (laughs) with but then with traffic on like I feel like I'm not getting pissed off at all the women on the start line. Right. But I'm just there to be like, yeah, like I'm there, I'm confident and I'm ready to execute a race and I want to (laughs) win. And, but it's, it's like a different feel than when I think of what being competitive is. I mean, to me, I guess my competitiveness in triathlon is more that I want to be the best, which I guess is competitive, but does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah. So I guess in terms of triathlon, it's more of an internal Type of yeah, exactly. competition. So, okay. Yeah. So you, you said like in, in card games or, or yes. whatever, you get yeah. a little bit pissed off. Do you, yeah. do you, when you're racing and let's just say, you know, you're racing yourself cause you want to be the best that you can be. Yeah. Do you get, do you get pissed off with yourself? Like, is that a motivational cue for you to get angry with yourself? Um,
1: no, I don't actually. Like I, I don't. Maybe I have, but I don't tend to be very. I'm not negative with myself, like right. at all. Like I don't get negative or pissed off at myself. But, um, but I'm constantly checking myself. Like, am I pushing hard enough? Um, yeah, right. You know, that sort of thing. But yeah, it's not like something where I need to beat myself up to perform at my best. Like not at all. Right. I'm. I just go in super confident and, um, just kind of reinforce myself throughout the day. So yeah, yeah it's an interesting competitiveness is. I mean, because I'm totally a competitor. Like, it's of not course. like I just let someone pass me and be like, "Okay, see you later." Like, if I have a fighting chance, I'm going to fight for it, you know. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it, it's not as ugly. Like, I'm my ugliest competitor when I'm playing a card game, <laughs> not <laughs> like playing tri- not playing triathlon, but competing in a triathlon. So, Wait, when yeah. was the last
0: time you played a card game?
1: Oh, it's been a while. Well, I guess. I would say within the last year, I have played a card game. We had some friends over, and they brought a fun game. And yes. now I can't even remember what it's called, but I ordered it off the internet immediately <laughs> after. It was so fun. <laughs> um, yeah, <sighs> but yeah, we don't, I don't, I don't get a lot of card games going these days. It's given. hard
0: because it's it's time consuming, obviously. With you know with all the training and stuff,
1: but yeah, and I find it. Nice
0: <laughs> what was that? Sorry,
1: it's not super social. Like we don't, we're not getting together with friends all the time, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because we at, like our friendship group love a you know board game or card game, but I reckon yeah. it's been years since we've done it. But we love it yeah. when we do it. It's just oh, no. yeah, life gets pretty hectic. But I think those kind of things are
1: that's are great. I totally agree. Like with we have a closet full of games and cards, and we never yeah. think to pull them out. But then, yeah, like you said, when you do, it's like, why don't we do this more? It's so fun. Like, you're interacting with someone, which yeah. is so foreign these days. Like, it's not a screen we're staring at. Exactly. Like, we're actually like, it's so fun.
0: But yeah. But yeah,
1: it's like, it's so much energy to get it going or something. I don't know. Like, I think I'm going to have to play a card game this weekend just because we're talking about this.
0: Let's both try and do it.
1: Okay, hey, okay, let's do it. Have we'll, a human we'll interaction you. In. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. it's so true though. Like you go to someone's house and, like, to be honest, at the moment, and I did this yesterday. Um, like I'll get my phone out to show them a video. Oh, did you see this on Instagram or YouTube or whatever? And then I'm yeah. just showing them stuff, and I'm like, oh man, like who gives a shit? Yeah. Actually, you, you know. it's not even real. Yeah. I know. Oh man. I know. Um, so, w- what are your you you said that your mum's quite a smart lady. What does she do?
1: Yeah. Well, my mom, well, she's a dental hygienist. Ah. Um, so She she keeps my teeth real nice, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she's just a smart lady in general. Like, I know she, she was always really smart helping me with my math homework. And I don't know, I just have a lot of respect for her. She, um, you know, like she was pretty much raising... Her kids while she was going to school to be a dental hygienist. So you know, oh, wow. not and yeah, not an easy path. And you know, she was like going through school and dealing with kids and whatever else. So that's um yeah. I mean, mad respect for anyone who hustles and balances <laughs> everything. I mean, you're doing that, so it's awesome. I'm trying. It, it,
0: not yeah, sure I'm it ta- succeeding. It, no,
1: it takes some serious effort and discipline. And like, I mean, you're you're smart doing that so anyway yeah (laughs) um you you've got a couple of sisters yes i have an older sister we're 14 months apart and um she has a few kids and she's you know she's mom raising those kids and they're really cute and they just got a puppy so now she's a dog Uh. mom too Excellent. Yes. Yes. And have you asked and her if
0: she loves the dog as much as her children?
1: No, I haven't yet, but that is now at the top of my list. So I'll call her after this. I think her husband loves the dog more from last – I've only seen the dog once, but um, her husband was super into the dog, like holding it the whole time. And, um, yeah, and then my younger sister, she lives close by. I, I mean, my family's all fairly close, but my sister lives in Salt Lake and I live in Salt Lake, so – yeah we're we're closer and um yeah she's in nursing school right now and working and she has a wow. dog too we very much we like the dogs around here so yeah
0: good, good yeah good, but, good. yeah
1: it's nice and then i actually have a younger brother he's much younger because my parents are divorced and then my mom's remarried and they my ah. mom and stepdad had this boy and oh is he 12 now He's young, he's a lot younger than me. I'm 31 and yeah yeah he's 12. So yeah, I mean it's it was really weird when she had when my mom had him. I was kind yeah, of babe. like really really weird. But my mom's really young. Like she had me when she was too young. My me and my sister. Um, I mean obviously yeah. not too young. She did have us, but not ideal <laughs> age to have children. So um, anyway, this, this little brother though he's so cute and yeah he's great. So you get,
0: you get to spend a bit of time with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my family lives about 40 minutes away. So I, it's far enough that I'm not seeing him all the time, but it's close enough that, you know, we'll see him. So yeah, that's a nice distance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like no one, you don't feel like you, I mean, my, my mom wouldn't be that way anyway. There's never like any pressure to just come over all the time. Yeah. Right. She's smart and she's chill. So. (laughs) Um, Perfect. Yeah, no, it's good. But I honestly, sometimes I wish they would live closer because then I'd go visit more. But it's just far enough that I'm like, oh, I'm too tired or. Yeah, right. It's it's a little too far. And if there's traffic on the way down, then it's like an hour. So anyway, I realize someone's probably listening to this thinking, like, yeah, try living 7,000 miles apart. But. <laughs> <But>
0: anyway <laughs> uh, it's well you know that's it's fam everyone's family is completely different I've got friends yeah, exactly. who you know mums practically live next door and yeah. uh, you know I couldn't cope with that with my family being so yeah. close uh they're yeah. a plane flight away like there's actually a body of water between my my family and I so I'm oh, really? okay. you some
1: distance?
0: <laughs> yeah I, I need a bit of distance I moved okay. out of I moved away from tasmania when I was 21.
1: okay
0: yeah yeah
1: Um, you're not going over there for dinner anytime soon
0: (laughs) uh no no although now that i've got frankie i um i mean the babysitting it'd be handy but yeah um i also like start to feel a bit a bit guilty because uh particularly my mum doesn't you know get to see her grow up
1: oh yeah
0: Oh, yeah. you know, super close. But it's why I post a lot of stuff as well because yeah. then my family can just see stuff about her whenever. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Perfect. that's that's the beautiful thing about social media and the reason that we, you know, social media was first, you know, launched.
1: Right. Yeah, totally.
0: N- not for all the other nonsense, but we'll not t- for
1: being addicted to you and not playing yeah. card games.
0: E- exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um so <laughs> middle child, um yeah how did that because I'm I'm a middle child but I had two brothers one either side of me Mm, um and I felt like that made me well I don't know if that made me competitive but they tend to say a lot that the middle child can be quite quite competitive Do do you did you get that sensation like are you quite different to your sisters
1: yeah we are all quite different um yeah right and I am definitely the most competitive and like overachieving type not that my sisters are just failures they're not but like I'm definitely the one who's like oh I'm gonna quit my job and do triathlon and watch me I'm gonna be good at it you know so um (laughs) yeah we yeah I guess maybe being the middle child it's like you can watch your older sibling grow up and make mistakes that you don't need to make and then uh um I don't know then you know you have the chance to pick on your little sibling you have someone younger than you I don't know I don't know what it is but like but, also like
0: in my family, the my younger brother, he was like the you know, he was the baby and so everyone
1: looked after him. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean my sister I don't know. I guess I didn't feel too much of that. I mean, she yeah, right. was obviously the youngest, but um I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel like she necessarily got too much special treatment for being the youngest in our house. Yeah, so right. yeah. yeah. And what do they all
0: think of your triathlon career?
1: Well, I think, I mean, I think that they think it's cool. Um, Yeah. I mean, they, neither of them are triathletes. And so sometimes I think it takes being in the sport to really appreciate what someone's doing, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, But they totally are supportive and they totally think it's awesome. Like, um, I was planning to do Iron Man Arizona this weekend and my older sister really wanted to come and watch and, um, you know, just stuff like that. Like they're totally, they think it's cool. And I don't think they know that that's my personality to tackle, take on something really challenging and hard. And then, and and like, and they probably know that if I take something on, then I plan to succeed very well at it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they think it's cool and they know that, I, I think they know that I feel like I can do anything I want if I set my (laughs) mind to it. So yeah, Yeah. they're like, yeah, of course, of course guy's doing this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And how did they all respond to, to the crash?
1: Oh, I mean, amazingly. um, So my, my younger sister actually came, my mom and my sister like immediately came to the ER. Like, I don't remember them not being there, honestly. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, and then my my mom, she I mean obviously they were devastated for me, but my mom was so helpful. Like my mom still works a few days a week and she she came up here the first few weeks on her days off and helped me and you know like wow. clean my house and all oh, help me shower and all that. Yeah. And then my younger sister who lives closer by and she's in nurse a, no. Well, she's in nursing school, yeah. Oh, nursing um, school, yep. She came over all the time to help me and you know, even just sitting here doing her homework while so my husband could work because like Steph, I couldn't, I couldn't like do anything. Like I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't shower. I couldn't feed myself. Like I couldn't get dressed. There there was nothing that I could really do on my own. So for a while there, it was like 24 seven. I just needed someone there to help me. So yeah, yeah, my younger sister was so helpful and she came over all the time and we'd go on walks with our dogs because that was all I could do to stay active was go for a walk. So yeah. um yeah, she she was amazing and I'm sure my older sister would have done the same, but she lives a little farther and she's got three kids. So the kids, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But no, I felt a ton of support and love from my whole family for sure.
0: So good. That's it's definitely handy to have family close by.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, so many people. It's crazy. So many friends. So many, I mean, neighbors. Everyone's been so helpful. It's crazy.
0: Yes. Yeah, so so yeah.
1: good. Okay. So
0: with your mom, she sounds like, um, I don't know, she seems like a pretty strong, impressive but unassuming woman. Um, yeah? Um, yes. Just based on what you've been saying, what do you think one of the biggest things that you've learnt from her, like uh, life lesson-wise or, or whatever, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, my mom's been through a lot. Um, she had me and my sister when she was really young, um, a pretty rough marriage, pretty messy divorce with my dad. And, you know, through all that, she – like I mentioned, she went to dental hygiene school. She, yeah, she just kind of financially supported her kids for a while. And um, incredible. Yeah, no, a lot of hard things that I really don't think I appreciated how hard they were until I got older. Yeah, um, and I think, I think, yeah, maybe what she's taught me is just the strength, and and like she's a totally. I mean, I'm sure she has her moments, but it's like life has gone on and she's made the most of it and she's a happy fun person and um you know and and maybe also a lesson in like standing up for yourself and doing what you need to do to make life what it should be um so yeah right yeah for sure she's a very strong woman and unassuming woman and totally the best i mean yeah she'll she does anything for us like i'll text her and say hey can we come over for dinner on Sunday. And she's like, yeah, totally. And like, then she makes us all dinner and you know, like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope everyone feels like they have a great mom, but I definitely feel like I have an awesome mom. So.
0: Oh, that's nice. I hope yeah. my daughter talks about me like that when she's
1: yeah. older. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do me too? I mean, who knows what kind of mom I'll be, but yeah, yeah. for sure. It's
0: it's kind of scary because exactly what you just said a second ago that I don't think you fully appreciate things that your parents do yeah. or did for you until you are a little bit older. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. especially now that I've got Frankie, you know, certain things start to click into place as well. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know yeah. why Mum bugs me for me to call yeah. her and you know all that kind of stuff. I like yeah. I can appreciate it a lot more now.
1: Yeah. Totally. And oh. I'm sure. I'm sure as I one day become a mother, I'll appreciate my mom even more because I haven't Definitely. even I haven't even touched that phase of life yet and I know that's a very difficult one. So yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But oh well when that day comes, I'm sure you'll thrive as best you can as well. And uh, <laughs> oh, your little, <laughs> your little friend thrive. will be lucky to have you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, we're going to have to wrap things up because I don't actually know what time it is on your side of the globe, but I'm sure <laughs> you've got to sleep or eat or do rehab or something, so oh, sorry some yeah. to take up so much time. But no. I, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to re- I mean, I met you at Sarah's house and I think I have yeah, maybe yeah. met you on the racetrack somewhere probably, yeah. um, but I haven't really had much of a chance to chat to you and I've, I've really enjoyed just getting to know you a little bit more and yeah, um, thanks
1: for having me.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. You're, you're lovely to talk to you. You're interesting. Uh, you've got great stories. You've got a great future in, in triathlon and, um, don't hurry back into it obviously, but we are really looking forward to seeing, you know, you return to the racetrack and what you're truly capable of, because I don't think that we've even scratched the surface with you and your triathlon career.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I feel the same way. I can't wait to get back. I feel like there's so much, So much more to gain and um yeah this this whole crash and not getting to Kona was just a a brief pause on all of that so thank you so much for thinking of me and talking with me so
0: pleasure um you take care and uh we'll talk again soon hopefully yeah thanks Steph thank you